Welcome to Blooming, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings, navigating how to grow up. I'm Britt. And I'm Tessa. And we'll be your co-hosts. This week, we are, as always, giving you our adulting wins and adulting fails. We have a very special guest joining us today to talk about running a business in your 20s with just a sprinkle of situationships and finally bringing you our adulting 101 recommendations. But firstly, a big week. Britt, how was your week? I have had a great week. Thank you so, so much to everybody who listened to our first episode and has given us feedback and support. It honestly, it means the world to us. Um, I was in such a frazzle on the day that our episode launched because um, we obviously, you know, we're like nervous and excited mm-hmm. for everyone to hear it. And I just, you know, was getting ready for work, washed my hair backwards. Backwards? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I put in the conditioner first and then I was like, well, I'm already here. So I'll just do the shampoo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I was so stressed that I was so tired. I just like was brain fuzz all day. <laughs> I feel like we were watching um, people listen and getting oh, yeah. all like, you know, our friends and family listening to it and the feedback. So that was just so nice. I, know, I was like hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> but can I give an honorable mention? You're going to hate me for this. My favorite review was from your dad. I've told everyone this. He commented on our Instagram photo and it was just that it was like reading my daughter's diary <laughs> that got me. I was like, this is the best. I told my parents and my my mum was like, that's actually exactly how I feel. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess because in our first episode, we mentioned what we would be like an overview of the topics and definitely sex was in there. Mm-hmm. And he he did text me and he was like, uh, mm. I think I need a warning if there's any episodes that have that in it because he so does funny. not want to <laughs> listen to it. Yeah, well, my mum was like, um, dad got a shout out. Where was my mention? I know, my mum was like, I got a shout out, but dad didn't get one. <laughs> How it's funny. like, mum, dad, this is not about you. Yeah. It's about us. <laughs> no, it was very sweet of him to comment on our photo. So thank you, dad. You've got your <laughs> shout out now. <laughs> and also I have exciting news. Ooh. I discovered that I have a boot light. See, yeah. I told you you probably would. I was did. it hiding? I went and looked. No, it's very obvious. I've just um, never noticed it before. I feel like it's very dim. Mm. And so it's not like in your face and you don't really notice it. it's easy it. to miss. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an automatic one. So like if you like, I think that's, you know, if you open the boot, it turns on. So So it's a little little bit of light if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. So So it's not a switch like yours. Mm. Yeah, no. Why did they have to throw a switch into the mix? Make it so much harder for me. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I also had the first of my close friends engagement party on the weekend, um, which was so beautiful and put me in such a good mood for the week. My puppy graduated from puppy preschool. Proud mum moment. Yes. um, She was top of the class, in my opinion. Um, Got to wear the little graduation hat. It was so cute. And we also bought a new couch, which can I just say, I love couch shopping. This is a weird thing about me, but it's so fun. You get to sit on all the couches and test them out. Yeah, but how many other people have sat on those exact same couches (laughs) testing them out? I've never thought about that. (laughs) This is not COVID friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, they were pretty good. You had to like hand sanitize, but uh, yeah, you don't have to body sanitize, I guess. Yeah. Or your clothes, everything. That's just like, think of all the germs. You're ruining it for me. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I feel like that's a definition of like when you know you're getting into being an adult, when like shopping for big ticket items like a couch. Or even just like home things. Yeah. Makes you excited. Yeah. I love, yeah. I'm looking forward to that stage in my life. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, well, this is our first big ticket item to buy together, like my partner and I. So that was, Ooh. yeah, but we agreed on it, which was good. I was worried one of us would love one and the other not like it. So we we were both um, agreed on the same couch. Okay, so but that's enough about me. How was your week? My week was good. Yeah, really big week on the launching of the podcast thing. And I also want to say thank you to everyone who listened and supported. It was absolutely terrifying thinking that there are all these people just sitting there listening, <laughs> listening to, to our us. voices. <laughs> I'm like really excited, but also like, no, that's a lot. It's a lot. Thank you to everyone who's come back for round two. <laughs> yes, yes. Welcome. Happy to have you here. But yeah, my week was good. I... um had this weird thing happen to me on Tinder of all places. Okay. So uh, I don't, you might know him from uni. A guy I went to uni with um, sent me a message and was like, are you at the Gold Coast? And I wasn't. I was very firmly in my house, in my bed, not on the Gold Coast. And I was like, oh, no, nah, why is that? 
And I had come up on his Tinder feed, like someone had taken my oh. photos and my name and used me as a Tinder profile. Oh my god! Yeah, and I was like, well, um, I'm in a two and a half year relationship, <laughs> so definitely not on Tinder and also definitely not on the Gold Coast. So that's like so creepy. But what do you even do? Because he couldn't. He'd already like swiped. Yes, you I'm can't hoping find. he swiped right. Is that the right one to go? No, I'm hoping he swiped left. But like, I don't even know. He, he couldn't screenshot swiped, it or, rep- yeah, yeah. or report it or whatever. So I feel like really guilty that someone's out there thinking they're meeting up with me because I'm such a couch, you know. <laughs> Just kidding. But, oh yeah, that they think they're Just meeting kidding. up with <laughs> But um, know that they think they're meeting up with me and I just hope it's not someone dangerous. But if Mm. you know what I even do, like I don't even know how to contact Tinder and be like, someone's impersonating me but I don't have any proof of it. Yeah. And it's not like we have like too many friends that are on Tinder anyway. Like how would you even try and track down that that profile profile. again? Mm. But it's also like I hope people don't see me on there and then think that I'm a cheater because I'm very loyal. (laughs) I don't want people to think that I'm a bad girlfriend because I'm a good one. (laughs) Not on Tinder. Not on Tinder. Well, apparently Hinge is the new craze, so hopefully nobody engages with that profile. Yes, I have heard Hinge is the Mm. the next big thing. Yeah. So let's kick off with our adulting win or adulting fail for the week. I'm really hoping that you're bringing it in strong for a, with a win this week after last week's epic fails. What do you have for me? Oh, okay. So I have a two-part fail win. Mm-hmm. So kind of good, kind of bad. <laughs> um, I bought a bunch of presents over like those sales, the recent sales, mm-hmm. and I've been doing um, my Christmas wrapping. And it just like every year it gets to this point where I'm wrapping presents and I just, I can't, I'm so bad at Christmas wrapping. Like, I don't know. I've watched all the tutorials. Like mum has shown me, uh, you know, step-by-step how to do it neatly. And I just, they always end up looking like they've been wrapped by a two-year-old. Christmas wrapping is so much fun though. I don't even care if it looks like a child's wrapped it. Like I get so much joy out of giving gifts and it's what's on the inside that counts, right? I know you're giving a present, so they would never complain, I'm sure. But I just, I hate how I just can't cannot do it um so if anyone does have some you know really good tips on christmas wrapping please send them to me we need to like give you a youtube tutorial or something i've watched them i don't know what is wrong with me i just i've watched youtube tutorials because i just they my my christmas wrapping is so horrendous i definitely think it also depends on the type of wrapping paper you have like i'm all about the savings buying the cheap wrapping paper and the cheap stuff it rips has you ever had have you had yeah I guess if it's really thin yeah yeah it can rip really easily so then I'm like making little patches to cover (laughs) up the rips I just end up tearing off too much I can never um look at like determine how much and then you've got heaps left over or not enough Mm. and there's you know this awkward part of the present that's either not covered or then just like wrap you're it fighting three times with around. the extra wrapping paper yeah exactly but so this brings me to part two um some of the stuff I bought from this little uh boutique in Camp Hill called the Sunday Society mm-hmm. I've driven past it before but I don't think I've ever been yeah in. it's really cute they have like yeah like homewares and um just like little decor yeah I don't even know how to explain it but it's really cute they've got yeah they've got a range of stuff like everything from you know glassware and um that type of thing to cocktail mixes and yeah it's just really cute and they have Mm -hmm. complimentary gift wrapping oh love that did you just sneak in some other gifts to get them to wrap it while you were there I should have done that but I feel like they would have been like no (laughs) um this is not what we're here for excuse me what do you think this is (laughs) um but yeah all the staff are so nice there they're always so helpful and there's this one guy who always goes above and beyond to make my purchasing easy I feel like good customer service just changed changes the whole experience definitely it makes you want to go back as well and yeah, I definitely feel like bad customer service experiences can really put you off a store, but my, my, was this not the case? This guy was such a vibe and every time I leave the store and he served me, I'm in such a good mood. So definitely recommend if you want to buy a cool Christmas present and have a pleasant shopping experience and have perfectly wrapped presents. Yeah, see, I think I enjoy wrapping so much that if somewhere had a complimentary <laughs> service, I would be like, no thanks. No, I love Christmas. Christmas I want to enjoy every little bit of it even if it is the ugly wrapping 
<laughs> well, okay, that was mine. What do you have for me, Tessa? So week two, and I'm already going rogue on the whole. I think one, we both yeah, have. <laughs> yeah, we both have definitely gone a bit off track because I want to do a win and a fail. Okay. Um. So my first fail is for those who don't know me, I'm not a very good cook. <laughs> Can't can, cook. Can second that. Yes, I could probably make an entire Instagram just based on my cooking fails. Like, it's not good. <laughs> and I feel like, yes, partly on me, but also, like, my mum can't cook either. My sister can't cook. I think it's, like, inherited. Oh, my God, your mum's going to listen to this and be like, what are you talking about? So she, like, will burn toast. Like, does she know that, like... Oh, she knows she's oh, not a good okay. cook. She's not, like, oh, yeah. you know, oh, for sure. under no, the she- impression that she is good and she's going to be heartbroken. 100% <laughs> not. The amount of fires that she's caused in our kitchen oh my is crazy. But, I mean, I myself caused a mini fire this week. <laughs> what did you do? Um, So I was just trying to cook, like, a plain piece of fish. Nothing on it, just fish. In the oven on, like, a piece of baking paper. Okay. Didn't even get that far before I um, caused, yeah, this, like, mini fire. So the oven was heating up, which I thought that would be fine. I was pulling out the baking trays so that I could put my fish on the baking trays. And the tea towel, like the trays were so hot that the tea towel I was using burnt and like melted to these (laughs) baking trays, which were also brand new, like less than a week old. And I still haven't... (laughs) Fessed up to the fact that I've ruined these baking trays. I've never heard of that happening before. Well, I okay. I feel like that's not a normal tea no, towel, right? No, like, there was nothing left on it that could have burnt. It wasn't wet. Like, mm. may, I feel like it must have had too much plastic in it or something. That it must have what, been a cheap tea towel. Supposed to be. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but <laughs> why is there plastic in a tea towel? They made like cotton or something. I have no idea. Like, I am not the owner of this yeah. tea towel. So, <laughs> but yeah, I like. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't burn myself, to be honest. Mm. So I guess that was a good thing. But that's a hazard. Yeah, and I don't know what to do. I You're can't a hazard get a, in I, the kitchen. I am. I should just be banned. I should just step away from the kitchen <laughs> and use that as an excuse to never have to cook <laughs> anything ever again. But I know, I know. It's just, it was a mess. It was a mess. But that's my fail. If it's going to happen to anyone, it's going to happen to you. Yeah, the worst thing is I don't even think that that is my worst kitchen fail. <laughs> They'll keep coming in the future fails on this podcast. They definitely will. Let's move on to my win. Bigger and better yeah, things. Yeah. Let's win time. So I decided because I've had only fails so far that I needed to up my game. So this week's win was I learned how to fix a hose, which I feel like that's not even something you should need to fix. But anyway, <laughs> so I feel like this win did... When you say fix a hose, do you mean like was there a hole in it or no? So, um, it you know the like a hose head that's got oh, yeah. multi things like different types of spray levels that had been disconnected from the hose, and I was trying to put it back on. So this wind did come from a fail because in trying to put that back on and like reattach it, I just couldn't figure it out. So. I was, I literally drenched myself. (laughs) I was about to go to the gym. I had to get changed because, you know, when there's like a lot of pressure through the hose and the water's and like just started spraying all over me, it was out of control. Um, And so I was just like, nope, I've had enough. So I just made it a JJ problem. (laughs) I was like, JJ, can you fix this for me, please? I don't know what to do. And so instead of just fixing it, he made me learn how to fix it. Like he showed me how to fix it. Oh, that's nice. It was a forced win, but I'll (laughs) take it. Oh, well, a win's a win, still counts. Today, we are talking with Cheyenne Mirabelli, founder, designer, seamstress, and full-time boss at Brisbane-based slow fashion brand by Cheyenne The Label. I met Cheyenne, was it last year? The year before. year before. Mm. Oh my gosh, has it been that long? Mm -hmm. Look at that. When I joined her team to help out with social media and marketing, and while I'm no longer working there, it's been such a pleasure to watch the business grow and to watch Cheyenne continue to kill it. So Cheyenne started her label back in 2016, is that right? Yeah. Yep, so now age 23. By Cheyenne, the label has amassed close to 26,000 followers on Instagram. Selling out designs is the regular and has worked with the likes of Shani Grimmond and Izzy Angus, as well as having pieces featured in Vogue and in the most recent season of The Bachelor in Paradise Australia. As a one-woman show and at such a young age, it is safe to say we are impressed. 
Speaking of The Bachelor, Cheyenne has also recently been the focus of gossip media because of her encounters with Bachelorette winner Fraser Neat. In this chat, we are going to talk about all things running your own business in your early 20s with a side of situationships that land you in the headlines. We loved chatting with Cheyenne and can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Welcome, Cheyenne. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. How have you been? Yeah, I've been good. Good. Happy to be here. Yeah, I am. It's such a nice day. We've got drinks after this. Yes. (laughs) Safe to say I'm happy. (laughs) We've already actually started the drinks. We're having a... Well, we're recording with a recorder link. Yeah, like that. that's a bit of a tongue yeah. twister, recording with a recorder link. <laughs> but yes, we're about to um, fire some questions at you, putting you on the hot seat. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, let's start off the conversation by asking what is your adulting win or adulting fail from the week? Okay, something I learned this week is you know how on Instagram mm-hmm. you can swipe your message unread. So you can read the message and then you can exit and swipe it unread yeah. and go back yeah. to it later. Okay, so I didn't realise that the person sending the message can actually see that I've read it. So you thought it was like like unsending as in you I mean, haven't they seen it. Yeah, it doesn't have a scene. Yeah. yeah. But it's no. I just, I'll come back to it later and then everyone's probably just thinking I'm rude. It's just like... <laughs> It just marks like it as unread in um, your inbox so that, so that you still you have the notification. It. yeah. It's not yeah. like unreading an email or something. Bugger. Yeah, that's, that must be why I thought it because I'm just living in email ages still. Oh, no. <laughs> was it any – like were the conversations things that's like was really sassy for you to have not replied? No. Okay. No, well, I don't think so. I think it's just, yeah, I've been bombarded with messages lately. Haven't done it to any customers though, that's which good. is lucky. Oh, that is Yeah. Great. Because that probably would that not we, be oh goodness, not be great. We were talking about customer service um, earlier in this episode. Yeah. When Britt and I were chatting. So um, customer service, it's important. It Don't is. leave your, your customers on scene. No. So that's, yeah, that's my adulting fail. There you go. All right. So let's talk about by Cheyenne the label. Do you want to tell us a bit about the label? How did it start? What inspired it? Yeah, so I started the label in 2016 while I was studying podiatry at uni. Um, I kind of just fell into it. Um, Yeah, I was studying at uni and I was living the broke uni student life. And we've all been there. mm -hmm. mm, mm, And I wanted bomb ass outfits on the weekend but couldn't afford them. We've also all been there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was lucky enough, I come from a family of um, seamstresses and my whole family's worked in factories. My, My grandmother migrated from Italy, she worked for Burley. My grandma, uh, sorry, my auntie lived next door to me and she's a pattern maker. Wait, did you say Burley? As in the the bras? They are my favourite bras. I don't know if I have mentioned this to you, but they have like the most comfiest bra ever. It's wire free. Thanks, Cheyenne. Do you call her a nonna? Yeah, I'll get my nonna to whip one up for you. Oh my God, please. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so my whole family's been involved in the, um, the rag trade. And I just never considered like studying it because I mean they had a factory in Australia and when everything went over to China they went bank- bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So my family always had a really negative outlook on the industry and didn't really see mm-hmm. fashion as a career. Um, but yeah, I was lucky enough to have grown up with the skills to be able to sew. So when I was at uni, I used to just make my own clothes and then I'd pop them, uh, go out on the weekend and I'd pop them up. Like pop on some Instagram. photos up on Instagram and people would start messaging me being like, oh, babe, where's your outfit from? And be like, oh. Myself? <laughs> I made it. <laughs> and then um, I remember this one day this girl was like, oh, I'll, I'll pay $40 and I want three. And you were like, yes. There's I, my business You right can. To so a girl yeah. in uni, wow. a broke uni student, $120 for a couple, about an hour's work. I was like, You're okay. Okay, I found something. This yeah. is a no-brainer. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that's how it kind of kicked off. And then I started making it for friends. And then Hannah Orville, I don't know if you guys oh, are yeah, familiar. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. Um, Angry, Chloe's yeah. sister-in-law, I guess, kind of thing. Yeah, Angry Dad's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Uh, she wore, She reached out and she wore one of my pieces. And then kind of from there, just snowballed. Like, it just, that's when it kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, I continued to study online and I moved back home to Cairns with my parents and I worked two jobs. I worked in a nightclub at night, the body shop by day, and then I was had by Cheyenne as well. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, and it got to the point where I was taking on 50 orders a week <laughs> and I was still working two jobs and studying online. How did online. you not get burnt out? I was so – I think maybe living at home helped a little bit. Mm. Yeah, like having meals cooked for me and whatnot. So yeah. all I really – Yeah, all I really had to worry about was my work. Yeah, fair. fair. Um, yeah, I think my uni kind of – got put on the back burner though so I made the decision to defer and I told my parents hey guys 
Did that go down well? No. It's like when <laughs> I chose to defer, that did not go down well. They'd already told everybody, we're going to have the doctor in the family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I guess for them, having been, like, with their experience in the industry, it would have been hard seeing you go into it and potentially have the same thing happen. Yeah, and I think also I was leaving a pretty secure job. I mean, once mm-hmm. I graduated podiatry, I would have been set for life. So, And then I was giving that up for fashion which is very risky and very competitive and they just said to me well they supported me they weren't exactly happy about it but they said look like we support you but not financially we don't have the means to support you in -hmm. that way so which is the best thing they could have said because I was like okay well I I need to make this work make it work yeah yeah and then um my partner at the time got a job in Brizzy and I was like okay I'm gonna quit all of my jobs I'm gonna defer uni and I'm going to give this Bai Shayan thing a, go. a proper crack, yeah. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's interesting that you're talking about this and we're talking to you about this because we've been talking about how we've never really been, like, passionate about anything, but you're, like, a prime example of someone who was like, okay, I could do this, do this uni degree, that's not going to make mm-hmm. me happy, or I can just, like, put it all on the line and go and do something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Okay. I think how I kind of got there as well is, like, I found I was – subconsciously like I was just sewing and I was researching about sewing and designs and stuff like that and completely forgetting that I was studying podiatry and you just became so invested in it yeah so it kind of was a no-brainer in the end yeah okay so fast forward to now Mm -hmm. what is it like to run a successful business at such a young age like 23 is so young to be running a business by yourself yeah it's full-on yeah. Um, I mean, running a business is full on at any age. I think the biggest thing running it early in your 20s is how much you have to sacrifice mm-hmm. and how little the people around you understand. Mm-hmm. Um, like the amount of events I've had to sacrifice and I mean traveling. I'm lucky enough now, like last year I went to Europe, but the two years before that, yeah, I had to sacrifice a lot of what mm-hmm. people and all my peers were doing in their yeah. 20s. And I mean, even when you went to Europe, I was working for Cheyenne at the time and that's when the Shani Grimmond collab happened. Yeah. So it was like a huge choice for you to be like, okay, I know that Shani's going to post and everything's going to go mental, but also I need to take the time to go and have a holiday because I've not had that in so long. So yeah. like making those kind of big choices is a huge thing to do in your 20s. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, I think that's been the hardest thing, the sacrifices. So you've told us about some of your challenges. What's been your biggest highlight since starting the label? That's been big. That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> it is. I yeah. Mean, there would be many highlights, There's a right? few. I mean, the collab with Shani stands out. Mm-hmm. And I think the way we handled that as well, Tessa and I, I mean, I was on the other side of the world on a different time zone. I was in Brisbane just living my daily grind. <laughs> yeah, and we were just trying to manage what's what would have been bananas even if we were both in Australia mm. working full-time that was a massive highlight um Vogue being in Vogue online shopping night that was in my first official year of business which is crazy yeah and we've actually just been literally the other day got asked to be in New York Fashion Week next oh my gosh, year. Oh my, we talked about this yeah I know That's so exciting. yeah so I got an email from a company over in New York. Not sure if I'm going to go ahead with it yet, but... It's a big commitment. I've heard that, like, doing New York Fashion Week is, like, amazing, but so draining and so tiring. And I'm sure you would probably have to invest a lot of money into it as well. Massive amounts. Yeah. 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 Um, And also, as far as I'm aware, it's virtual at the moment. Okay. So I'm not sure if... How If the benefits will pay out. Yeah, exactly. I think also it'd be really hard as another, like... I mean, a bit of a tangent from the question, but um, diversifying into, like, an American-based audience, like, as a slow fashion label, like, a lot of the other labels who... I know who have done it. They're all fast fashion and so they have manufacturers that can then work to that bigger audience. But if you're, like, massively increasing your audience to a different country... That's a lot on someone who's... The de- demand would be huge. And exactly. Then also, I'm not sure how that would tie in perfectly with being a slow fashion label. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm, lots to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bachelor in Paradise was a, another big milestone that we hit. Um, there was a little bit of backlash from that because... Was yeah, there? which I didn't expect at all. It wasn't I didn't even something. It wasn't something we factored in at all. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, always with reality television, you've got your good good people bad people yeah how interesting unfortunately our clothes were put on 
the person that was portrayed as the like kind of the more villain of a bad, or exactly. bad rap. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I didn't get a massive backlash, but I did get a number of messages. How interesting! Because mm. obviously, you Wait. had no control over that. No. You just sent it, and whoever our like your garments fit or looked good on, that's who they got put on. That's like it. you didn't send it and be like, I would like this person. We didn't even know who was on the show at the time. What, no. what do you mean by backlash? Um, I mean, I remember I get got a message from a lady. She messaged me and she said, "You go like you go on so much about women that support women and that you love supporting oh, women right. in business, but okay. you're supporting this right. person." How interesting! Yeah, that actually leads well into my next question. So, on the Bio Cheyenne website, you explain that the label empowers women through simplistic designs to create their own individual style, allowing each woman to embrace trends that and make it their own. A lot of your pieces can be worn different ways and altered depending on the style and body of the person wearing it. Can you talk to us about why you design your pieces in that way? Yeah, I think I understand that no two bodies are the same. Mm-hmm. Numerous women can wear the same garment and look completely different in it and I think it's important to create the des- designs that are versatile and can be worn differently by all body shapes and, and look that, good on like multiple body yeah, shapes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it all as well like comes down to you being a slow fashion label and that there's no point in having something that or making something that's only going to work for one specific body type to wear once in one way and can never be altered to like for them to lend it to a friend or something like that. Exactly. Mm. Everything I design, I design to one match in with past collections so that if you have something from our other collection, you buy something from this year's collection they'll tie in perfectly together mm. and they'll tie in with three years down the track yeah and, and with also, other pieces as well just that you have in your wardrobe yeah exactly um but i mean basically you could have your whole wardrobe from by shine the label and everything would match that's it <laughs> yeah isn't that the dream right? <laughs> so we do love that all your pieces are ethically made can you tell us a bit more about how you do this yeah so all of our garments are made in brisbane i have three contractors that work out of their home studios and then I have a small factory located in the city that works for me as well. Everything, sorry, all of my contractors are paid above Australian award rate and the garments are produced in an environment where their seamstresses are comfortable. There's air conditioning, they're they're good good working conditions. Um, They're not working ridiculous hours they're working on their clocks so a big thing for me is when I do get I so the fabrics I select are always cotton linen um I try to stray from silk and rather instead get silk alternatives that will last you longer and don't need dry cleaning so we'll just do with a machine wash or something like that mm-hmm. um to save water um and the silk, yeah, like I guess silk isn't the um, most ethical material to use. So. No, if you're not aware, yeah. it's quite literally made yeah. by yeah. silkworms. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, the fabrics I select are ethically made. They're, I always purchase from Australian companies. So all the companies I purchase from are Australian families that own them. And I am really big on when I do get fabric I try and use every little inch of it so that very minimal is going into the waste um it would actually be interesting if I could get some of my seamstresses to send me a photo of the wastage because usually mm-hmm. from about a whole bolt which is about 50 meters of fabric you'll have maybe a bin full that's crazy yeah and I'm talking like a like a home bin not like an outdoor bin yeah yeah so oh that's so good yeah try to use up every little inch and then often the I actually one of my seamstresses has a contact and she donates the rest of the fabric to a design school. Oh, how good. That's yeah. So, nice. so every little inch is getting used as best used. as possible. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So not much is going into landfill. Yeah. That sounds like just, it's so incredible. And I feel like it's something that we really appreciate and we believe in as well. I think there's a lot of people out there looking for ethically and sustainable brands. So. Yeah. And I think that it's becoming more and more popular, which is great. Like, mm. obviously, still needs like a lot of work, still needs to be done on it. But yeah, it's like you're doing your part. So yeah. That's awesome. And I absolutely understand you can't always buy ethically. But I mean, if you're making a conscious effort, if you're not buying ethically, at least hopefully you're buying a garment that you're going to get a lot of wear out of. Yeah. It's not just going to be a one off wear. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so for listeners who might like some insight into running a fashion label, let's break this down. Talk us through a normal day for you at work at By Cheyenne. Okay, a normal day of work. 
I find it very important because I am working on my own. I usually try to kick off the day with some kind of social contact. Yeah, so I usually I kick off my morning usually either going for a walk with my dog Leo, going to the gym or grabbing a coffee with someone. Um, that kind of gets my brain going. I usually do a meditation, hop in the shower, and then I get changed as if I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all about I, that like routine. Hey? Yeah, it's it's just it's a mind thing. Like mm-hmm. I have to I have to act like I'm actually going to a job. Otherwise, I feel like I'm at home, and I'll act like I'm at home. Yeah. So I work downstairs in my house, and I live upstairs. So mm-hmm. I will quite literally put my bag, my handbag, over my shoulder, <laughs> grab my laptop, grab anything else I need for the day, shut the back door. Walk downstairs. Oh my god, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's good. It gives you some like home and work and life separation. Yeah, that's right? it. Yeah, and and that's very important as well for when you knock off that your home life is separate. So yeah, so I will kick off my day. I'll open up my laptop. I'll check what orders have come through, returns, uh, and then hop onto customer service. So your emails, your DMs, check what comments have come through. And then I'll usually organize the posts that are going going to go on Instagram my story for that day. That will probably honestly take up maybe three hours, depending mm-hmm. on the day, also depending on how productive I am. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, um, and it's actually quite exhausting as well. Mm-hmm. Then I'll usually do a morning drive to the PO box, check if any customer returns have come in, process them. Mm-hmm. Then I start tackling orders, so I will pick and pack orders. And then depending on the day of the week, some days I have to drive out to my contractors and I'll pick up stock, deliver stock, um, have meetings with them, discuss new designs, or I might have a meeting with the pattern maker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a normal day. And then I come back home usually, so my mail gets picked up at four o'clock, and I usually mm-hmm. am scrounging the last few orders for the day, get them to the post office, and then I'll come back home and pretty well do that all again. So I'd hop back on emails and mm-hmm. yeah. And try and design new collections during that time uh, too. Try and design new collections and then meet with fabric reps. So yeah to find out what out what's out there. So that's been one of one of the struggles this year since COVID is getting fabric into Australia. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of our biggest selling fabric or biggest selling pieces, sorry, is the Billy Pants and the Desi Shorts. Oh my god, I really want the Billy Pants. Oh, just, so nice. You should have told me I would have bought a pair along. Oh, I always <laughs> said that I was like, um, you're doing us a favor. I can't ask you to bring me a pair of pants. <laughs> I know I did think that. I was like, I should have brought something by Shine to I'm wear not to drink. <laughs> now that we're talking about the Billy Pants, I wish I wore the Billy Pants today. <laughs> Wait, but. that kind of uh, it, we were going to ask, what's your favorite piece? Oh. Is it the Billy it's Pants? It's not the Billy Pants. Oh. It's the Jeter set. As I say, I yeah. love the Jeter set. The Jeter set. I almost wore that today too. Explain to us what that is. So the Jeter set is made from an antique linen. It is my favourite linen in the world. Oh, I have it in nearly every colour that they've released. Mm. Um, is that that chocolate colour as well? Same fabric? So that chocolate is it's similar. It's a bit of a heavier linen. Yeah. It won't crease as much. But the, mm. my favourite thing about the antique linen, it's something that gets better as it's worn. Ooh, love yeah, that. and it has this tendency to once it's on the body a few times, it will actually shape to your body. Oh my gosh, so it gets better with wear. Um, and the Jeter set is it's like a cropped shirt, I think business shirt cropped but not too cropped. Mm-hmm. And it's just got these oversized bell sleeves and the shorts are the ones I'm wearing right now. Actually, they flare at the leg. They're not too long. They're not mm-hmm. too short. They're just that it's is the, so hard yeah, to find. It's yeah. like the one out of all of them. Like I love everything you do, but it's the one that I keep being like. Oh, should I get it? Should I get it? I think it <laughs> needs to come out in another colour. Mm, yeah, but I feel like I would get white. I'm just like deep on that savings train. Yeah. Otherwise I would. You go, girl. I can't very, relate. <laughs> <laughs> it's been very tempting. You're going to get an order from me for the Billy Pants soon. <laughs> <laughs> so let's circle back. We got, we went on a bit of a tangent there. Like, sorry, everyone. <laughs> let's circle back to you saying it is hard for you to get your fabric at the moment for two of your most popular garments, the Billies and the Desis. Yeah. Because of COVID, because um, as I learned recently, the fabric that's used is a double gauze or triple gauze material, um, and that's actually used to make COVID masks. Mm. Okay, so you finish your day by talking to fabric reps and then check emails for the last time, or what do you do? Yeah, so not for the last time usually. (laughs) I usually try and do something to then get me out of the house and force me to switch off. So I'll usually have dinner with the girls, depending on what night it is. Um, meet up with a friend or go take Leo for a walk, go to mm-hmm. the gym again. I'm massive, massive on boxing at the moment. I know. I am I, too. Yeah, yeah, I heard in your last episode that you started boxing. Yes. Um, I love it. 
It's so good. It's such a release. And I think because you need to really use your mind for boxing, so it Mm -hmm. forces me to – it pulls me out of my work mind and puts me into another one. That's why I love boxing so much is that it's the most similar activity I've found to kind of like remembering dancing choreography from when I was – I used to dance. And so that's why I like boxing. Do you repeat like the counts in your head? Yeah, a little bit. cross. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can't relate to this conversation. (laughs) We'll bring you along. (laughs) Brett, you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one last question on the business side. Do you have any big dreams or goals for your label? One of my biggest goals, I think, for 2020 was honestly to keep my label afloat Mm -hmm. because I was so uncertain of what was going to happen during COVID. 2021, I think I do have very big business and personal goals. I just want to keep expanding. I've made a few big jumps this year that I was very scared to take. Um, such as hiring a social media marketing agency. Mm-hmm. It's a very big financial investment. Mm. So I did that and that really paid off and I just want to keep taking a couple more risks next mm-hmm. year, see see where they take me. And then a personal goal, which kind of ties in with business, is I really would like to start looking towards buying a house. Oh, my gosh, how exciting. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be here, but... Yeah, I've I've been told I need to start making some investments. It'll be interesting when you start looking at houses because you'll be, you know, looking for your life space as well as space for your um, label. So that'll be interesting, yeah, to start looking at floor plans and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you could build – you could make your studio whatever you wanted it to be if you own the place. That's it. How good. And your mind just starts wondering when you start thinking about these kinds of things. They're big decisions. Oh, for sure, such big decisions. Okay, Cheyenne, let's address the elephant in the room, your mate Fraser. Mm, Let's go. (laughs) So last month, just after The Bachelorette finale aired, an article was published in The Wash with the headline exclusive. Fraser Neat had a secret girlfriend while filming The Bachelorette. He told her he came second and she leaked their texts. So we know that this is not exactly the most accurate headline, but let's set the scene. Tell us, how did you guys meet? How serious was it? What was the go? Okay, so Fraser and I met through mutual friends. My best friend at the time, her partner is best mates with Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we met. We'd we'd met um, a couple years prior, but I was in a relationship. Anyway, um, we started hanging out a little bit, went on a couple of dates and yeah one thing led to another as they say yes one thing led to another and yeah how serious was it like you we said that we think that um headline wasn't exactly correct it was like yeah it was deceiving we never put the relationship title it was never a relationship but it was there was talk of a relationship so it was more like a situationship would you say yeah yeah that's a good word for it (laughs) yeah was Fraser your first situationship yeah yeah, I've never I mean I'm I'm a relationship gal. Mm-hmm. So I was in a long-term relationship of a little over 4 years. Mm. Um and then yeah, I've never really been in the dating scene and when I have been I kind of just stick to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone who dates really. Um I tend to like maybe meet someone through friends. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was my first situationship. So if you're not familiar with the term situationship, let's give it to you straight. Uh, The Healthline defines a situationship as a romantic relationship that's undefined or uncommitted. It doesn't mean that it can't have some or even all the trappings of a usual relationship, particularly emotional connection. Basically, the boundaries between intimacy and developing feelings are unclear. Um, fun pop culture fact. I didn't know this, but apparently the term situationship became popular after Alana from season one of Love Island USA used it to describe her dating history. I've not watched any of, um, Love Island. What? No, sorry. Yeah, you're missing out, girl. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't you. know if this is the right time to admit that I'm a Bachelor fan, not the, the Love oh. Island fan. <laughs> Did but, you watch the last season? I did. Yeah, okay. okay. But also I didn't know any of your history at this time. So this has been interesting now to hear about it having just watched the the Mm -hmm. season. But, um, okay, so we're going to – while we are going to talk a little bit about Fraser, we want to make the conversation a bit more about situationships. Yeah. So do you think in the modern world of dating there is any way to get into a relationship without that, like, situationship phase first? Like, I mean, online dating and all of Mm -hmm. that? You know what I've learned is just be – honest and be forward Mm -hmm. whether it's gonna whether you're worried about it hurting the person you're seeing or hanging out with you need to be it's so important that you are just honest and you 
are honest with mm. how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really like interesting because I guess when you're first starting to see someone, you don't want to assume like that like it's you're like exclusive this, it's or... this weird thing where you don't want to assume too much but it's like you're also getting invested in developing yeah. feelings and you also don't want to be that person that is like yeah. I think for, for me like I you worry about jumping the gun like are they on the same page yeah, they have exactly. feelings am I going to freak them out by mm. or like scaring them off scaring yes, them off I yeah feel like it's, yeah I feel like it's so hard I feel like that's just kind of the nature of dating at the moment you kind of are in this yeah. weird limbo stage and you're just like can we either like look down or like it's back so it silly off? Like, because if you said to someone, if you were honest and you're like, "Do you like me? Like, is this going somewhere?" and they said no, you'd be like, "You would okay. have your answer," and you'd be like, "Cool, yeah, gotta go." You wouldn't waste any time. Yeah, yeah. And if they said yes, it's like cool. Let's and I going. feel like the reason people don't say no is because they're worried about hurting you, but it actually hurts so much mm. more in the end when they're not honest mm. and yeah. you find out the hard way yes. that they're not into you. So talking about the hard way, can you give us a bit of a timeline on how things went down with Fraser? So like where did you guys leave things before he left for the show? Yeah, so pre-show there was discussion of a relationship and I didn't want to stop him from mm-hmm. going on the show. So I just – he pretty well said to me, it's you or the show, um, and I just didn't feel like it was my place to stop him. I think that was his decision to make on his own. Um, that's where it kind of was. And then we just decided to be mates, but it was very tricky because there were feelings there. So yeah. So um, how long is this, like how long had you guys been situation shipping? Maybe up two point? months. Yeah. yeah so and that's then, like a solid like, amount of time. Yeah. So the night before he went away for the show, we had a dinner together. So it was me and him, his best mate, my best mate. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a dinner together as mates. Um, so yeah, so I guess that's tricky. It's just a situation ship. What is it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I guess you kind of had some discussions as to maybe like calling it as mates, but how do you ever just, you can't just like switch, like switch those feelings up. When you say just mates, like, did you kiss? Yeah, we, (laughs) 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 mum, leave. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I don't think it was just mates. I think there were still feelings there and we spoke right up until he went to the airport until his phone got taken off him mm-hmm. yeah I've always wondered about that whether the contestants have their phones on them or like because obviously you see them uploading but it's like by the you know the bachelor bachelorette um but when agency. they're uploading that's after it's already yeah filmed. so how it works is oh, when yeah, they true. get there they've got a locker and they've instantly they're not even allowed to do anything they've got to shove all their belongings in the locker other than their suitcase their suitcase gets oh. checked like basically quarantined mm-hmm. and then um, so invasive mm-hmm. when they're uploading photos they're out of the house yeah that's yeah. like post show yeah. yeah my bad yeah sometimes they're out of the house for about two months mm. yeah before so, it is yeah so in saying that like what were your expectations about him going on the bachelorette like did you know that you weren't going to be able to talk to him at all on there or did you think okay he's going to get kicked out and he's going to come straight back to me like what were your what were your thoughts around that well I've already like kind of touched on this in the wash but Mm -hmm. he had told me he wasn't going on for love so I did I there was I didn't want to think this way but in the back of the mind my mind there was that that idea that okay maybe when he does come out if there's something real there then it was meant to be, will be, and maybe we'll be able to kick it off again. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, the signs he gave me, like, he called me from inside the house. I looked after his dog, King, while he was there. So he trusted me enough to look mm-hmm. after his dog. I think that was a big sign. Mm-hmm. I was the first call he made from the airport when he got out yeah. of the house before his parents. So I, there were just signals that I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. maybe this is... Is something. Yeah, and we almost got a little bit closer when he got out of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, we were having longer discussions and stuff like that, so... I feel like that's kind of he was just giving you mixed messages a little bit there like Absolutely. kind of toying with your feelings and yeah I mean I guess kind of using it to his advantage if you had his dog and like now that I look ba- yeah system. sorry now that I look back it's almost like he had he wanted his cake and eat what's the saying wants what his cake and eat it too yeah. Yeah. wants to have his cake and eat it too yeah so now that I look back it's like he wants his cake and wants to eat it too kind of situation yeah. he knew that he had someone who had feelings for him mm-hmm. and it was very convenient for him. Mm, best was, of both worlds. Yeah. And then he also had the batchy life and he had a girlfriend on mm. there. So, mm. yeah. Did you ever think about the red flags in the situation? Now that I look back, I can yeah. see them. Um, it's hard when you're in it, right? It's hard when you're in it. Um, now that I look back and if I was, like, in future relationships, if someone is ever cloudy with how they feel about them and if if I ask them 
like what is this and their response is cloudy I think I would just see that as a red flag yeah yeah do a runner yeah because I'm yeah I wouldn't yeah if someone's not certain about mm. how they feel about you, then they maybe they're just... They don't deserve you. They yeah. don't deserve you, but also maybe they're just not emotionally ready. Ready. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. guess, like, I mean, I think the dream is, well, the ideal is you want to be, have someone who's just as into you and wants you exactly. and is fighting for you just as much as you are for them. So, exactly. like, if they don't know what they want, then, okay, well, you, they obviously don't want you enough. That's not harsh, sorry. Is it no, too harsh? No, <laughs> no, it's the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you, and you don't know what the factors are that are playing in. You don't know if they've got past traumas from relationships or what. Yeah. I think the Baggage. bottom line is, that's it. I think the bottom line is they're not ready. Okay, so talk us through the night finding out he'd won because he told you he came second. You had his dog. Mm-hmm. How, how did that play out? How did it feel? Um, I'd been at the gym. I'd been at boxing that oh. night and <laughs> I didn't. Oh, this is not how I expected the night to play out at all. I'd been speaking to Fraser that morning. I oh, think so I'd, you were talking to him the day of the finale? The day of the finale. Yeah, I okay. saw him three times that week. Oh, gosh. He had my dog, Leo. Oh, gosh. W- oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. <laughs> Keep going, please. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, from that. Yeah. Um, Sorry, so he had my dog Leo that weekend. We'd seen each other three times that week. Um, the finale aired on the Thursday. We'd spoken that morning. Um, so, the, yeah, I'd been to the gym. I came home. It was the last thing I expected. Um, my housemate and her partner were home and we were like, oh, let's just chuck on the TV. Let's watch it. I, backstory, I had not watched any other episodes mm-hmm. other than the homestays. Yeah, I mean, why would you want to put yourself through no, that, right? Yeah, and I blocked, like, Warner Bros. I, I blocked Women's Weekly, like, yeah. everything. Mm. I just didn't want the batchy to be a part of my life because I just didn't think it was very realistic. Yeah. And I didn't sign up for it at the end yeah. of the day. Anyway, so we're sitting there watching it and it gets to the point where Ellie's speaking to Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! And letting Did him go. heart just drop? No, I was still just like... like maybe there's a twist. There's a twist coming. I'm just sitting on the couch so blasé. I'm like, none of us had really clicked except for my friend's partner and he'd put down a bet on Fraser winning. Right. Now, we've got daylight. We don't have daylight savings. No. The rest of Australia do. So, they finished airing in Melbourne and Sydney first. Mm-hmm. Sports bet clicks over. Oh, okay. And he's lost his bet. Oh, no. Fraser hasn't won and he's turned to me and he's gone. Fuck. You mean Joe's not won? Joe's not won, yeah. sorry. Oh, so he had money on Joe. Yes. Because, Wait, well, if Fraser had told him he yeah, yeah, yeah. second. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So, he had money on Joe. He's lost his bet. He's lost his money. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh no! He's oh, either no. been lying to you, or he's pulled a honey badger. Or Ellie's pulled a honey badger. Yeah. And sorry, at this yeah. point, I was like, maybe someone else comes in. I was like, maybe the other bloke that left, the third guy, maybe he comes back. Yeah. Who knows? Plot twist: she's gone with Pete, that Becky <laughs> <Yeah>. chose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, because I just I trusted Fraser. I really mm-hmm. did trust Fraser. Well, it sounds like at, up to that point, he hadn't really given you a reason not to. No, and he had told me everything. He uh, he told me everything he wasn't allowed to tell me. Mm-hmm. And the only other person that knew these things were his best friend. Yeah, right. So I just thought in my head, like, well, if he won, why wouldn't he tell me that? Because he's trusted mm-hmm. me with every other everything piece. Everything else. Yeah. Um, and I just thought he was a genuinely a good person. Like, why would he string me along mm-hmm. if he has one and if he did have this girlfriend? Anyway, sure enough. I see on I jumped on the Batchy Facebook page, I saw the video of Ellie picking him and I was like Did your heart just drop? I was in shock. Yeah. Yeah, I was really in shock. My housemate was in shock. I called my two best friends who were equally just like, We honestly don't know what to do. They'd seen him that week as well, so they were just like Where did this come from? Yeah. Just blindsided, I guess. And they had said to me that we all got together at my friend Emma's house. Um, and kind of just sat there, like, waiting for him to call and, like, with an explanation. Yeah. And then I found out by – so I went to bed that night with his dog. Oh, my gosh. I know. With his dog, the shock had worn off and I was just angry. Yeah. Because I was like, I had I had given him so many opportunities to be honest with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have seen the Wash article, I literally had asked him, like, what is this? Like, yeah. why can't we be together? Do you want to be together? And he said to me, yes, I would – I want to be with you, but because of the show, we can't. Yeah. So I'd given him ample opportunity to be up front. Honest, yeah, upfront with me. Um, so yeah, so then I guess I was just angry because I felt so betrayed. Yeah. Um, and I just also my head, like my mind was ticking. Who else has lied to me out of his mates? Have they yeah. been lying? Have they just been sitting back and thinking I'm a fool mm. kind of situation? Mm. And you didn't text him straight away and be like, 
WTF. I didn't text him at all. I feel like that's a really yeah like, power move yeah, on your power part. Move. That like, would have been really hard for me to not be so hard immediately. I'm like, not someone um, who retaliates. Mm. I think I'm I'm quite calm. If anything, mm. like I'm really calm in situations I shouldn't be Cheyenne calm. In. Sounds so much more mature than us. <laughs> no, and she's so much younger than us. <laughs> Only two years, but anyway. Um, so I want to know this. So you went to bed with his dog. How did he collect the dog? From you. Are you like ready? such a bold move yeah. for him to just be like, yeah. here's my dog, I'm off with my girlfriend. He, so like, this is like the next day or something, he knows that you know that he's lied and he's can't avoid it anymore. How does he yeah, how does he collect the dog? This is the best part. He doesn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> he doesn't. The I, dog is still at my house. Not right now. Right, but I was like, like at how this many point. weeks later? Are yeah. you joking? I have a do- okay. Mm. You listened to the first episode. I mm. recently got a puppy. Mm. I can't imagine just not getting your dog, like, the dog, the poor dog. He's like, Dad, where are you? Oh, King loved it. (laughs) He's like, well, I've got my new family (laughs) over here. He's just like, he watched the finale and he's like, no, we're over here. (laughs) It's like, I choose Cheyenne. Dad, you screwed up. (laughs) Cheyenne's way better. So, yeah, no, uh, the next, sorry, sorry. The night of the finale, I'd actually messaged his best mate and just was like, um, hey, can I drop King around? Mm-hmm. No response, which was very unusual. On my way home, I actually drove pa- drive past their place. Yeah. And when I get off the highway and I saw, like, a bunch of the, car- the cars out the front of their house, so it could have been like Paps. Pups, yeah. I think it was a mixture of Paps and heaps of the boys were over their place mm-hmm. watching the finale. And I was like, I know. I know you're getting my messages. Yeah. Anyway. We're like... Are they all talking about it in there? That's about what me? was ticking in yeah. my mind. That's why I felt so betrayed. Like, how many of you lied to me and mm-hmm. lied to my faces? Your lied faces. To my face. <laughs> <laughs> Just got one. <laughs> um, and then his best mate called me. I had work that day. I had a shoot on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. So I was driving to the Gold Coast. I had the Daily Mail calling. I had the Wash calling. I had journo after journo calling me. It was honestly bananas day and I had to shoot. And you were like, I, stop harassing me. Like, shoot, oh. you like, don't touch your phone there's just I was so anxious and like we were just shooting on my iPhone it was just ticking so I just had to put it on airplane mode Mm. and you can even see in some of the photos like I just look so drained yeah as you would be yeah yeah um did you even sleep at all not really no not really I I remember waking up at about three o'clock and like King was in my bed and I was just nothing against King but I was just so angry yeah Mm. so anyway um I was kind of running on adrenaline as well I get a call from his best mate saying, oh, hey, Cheyenne, how are you? You're like, oh, just acting like there's nothing going on here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So casual like, about it? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm great. Anyway, I'm great. I'm Did great. you say I'm great? No, I said I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I don't even think I asked him how he was. And then he just said, oh, is King still at your place? I was like, well, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll go pick him up at about 1 o'clock. I get a text at about 2 saying, oh, I've being held back at work I'll pick him up at three I get home at 5 30 King's still at my place and you're like okay what do I do with this dog like happy to look after him but still this is heard, weird still haven't heard anything from Fraser, from Fraser no phone call I am the journalist actually told me he had signed on with a celebrity manager so I'm right. not sure if he's allowed to contact me mm. well I mean I'm sure it's in his power he's yeah a capable adult maybe they're advising him not, not to. to maybe yeah so I Can think you leak any more texts <laughs> <laughs> And that was it. I just texted his best mate. Oh, sorry. I brought King back around that night with the girls, chucked him in the side gate, made sure he had water and everything, mm-hmm. and someone would, was going to be home that night. And I just texted his best mate again and said, King's around the side. Oh, my God. And, yeah, that was that. Okay, so, yeah, we think that a big part of situationships can be that lack of closure, like you've not even spoken to him. So you're not officially broken up with because you weren't actually officially together. So there's no explanation often given. So... Like, have you spoken with Fraser now since or it's still been radio silence? Like, did you get any closure? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I've had no contact. Um, none of his mates have even reached out or anything like that. That's just wild that you can just, like, close the door on something that was I so full on. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, to be honest, I think if Fraser did reach out, one, I don't know what he could possibly say to mm-hmm. make anything better. better. Mm-hmm. Um and two, I don't know what I would believe. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. how could you trust someone now at this stage? Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, that kind of leads into what we were going to address. So, unfortunately, just before recording, it's come out that Ellie and Fraser have broken up. So, like, of course, we all wanted the absolute best for them, regardless of the circumstances with you. Um, but we do know there have been a lot of rumours and you're being hounded by journalists and perhaps asking if he cheated on Ellie with you or if he's back together with you. So do you want to speak quickly on that so it just can be put to bed? Like, he's not contacted you, you're not back together? No, the Fraser chapter is so... It's shut. That door is closed. It's been slammed shut, yeah. So do you have any advice on how to move on from a situation ship considering that's currently what you're doing? Yeah, so I think not to dwell on it, um, to just accept it for what it is, even though that might be really hurtful and harsh. Yeah, it's also probably really hard when you're being asked to talk about it a lot. Yeah, like when yeah. it is so public? Yeah. Um, that was a hard thing with the media is it was going to be out there whether I spoke or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't I honestly had what felt like minutes to decide whether I was going to speak up or not. And I felt like if I did, I had more control over what was out there and yeah. I was less likely to be labelled a liar or to have my image tarnished. Mm-hmm. Um if it was a situation, I don't think everyone has been in a situation ship where the person they're with goes on a dating yes. show. It's a if, unique situation. It is. I'm not. There's no right or wrong way to deal with it. I think. Mm-hmm. But if it was the, I guess the real world, and you're in a situation ship, I think just close the chapter and move on. And you know what? You've you had good times with them. You had good memories, but just yeah. move on. Wasn't yeah. meant to be. Yeah. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. Good advice. So. Fraser is off living his best life, whatever that looks like. What's your next move? What's I'm living my best life, yeah. (laughs) You're also love that. I honestly think this whole situation brought my friendship group closer together, Mm -hmm. um, as situations like this always do with people. Um, That's so nice that you had their full support as well. Yeah, you had a group rallying around you. you They were awesome. They were really awesome and they put up with all the nonsense that came. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm working hard. Mm-hmm. Not seeing anyone new. Yes, I am. inside scoop. Inside scoop. <laughs> Can we know any more? You keeping um, it close to your heart at this stage? Oh, look, I've put some photos on Instagram. So how have I missed this? Last weekend, cheeky pav shot at the belly pav. Did you miss that? Oh, I haven't been I on Instagram that much. To be fair, right now. we've been a little bit busy trying to launch a podcast. <laughs> I think there's a cheeky tagged photo. Um, Ooh, yeah. We're getting straight on that search Hold train. Oh, yeah. Just when you need it, my internet doesn't work. Yeah, no. Uh, we met at the gym a little while Ooh. back. Yeah. And so he knew about all of this. I don't think – I think he was familiar with the sitch Where? in my tag pics. Oh. It would have been on my story. Oh. It doesn't go with uh. my feed. Okay, fair. Yeah. Okay, well, you'll have to give us more info later. So he uploaded – with you. Mm. Oh, wait, in your tagged pics. Mm. That is so cute. Like, you know that Ooh. someone's interested when they upload. I mean, they're See, not I, afraid to show the world that they're with it. you. And that was really big for me coming off the back of a situation ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a lot. Uh, not a lot. <laughs> he's older than me as well, which I think. <laughs> he's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening to this, he's out. He's like, see you, He's like, oh. <laughs> he's, ouch. Um, no, he's older than me. He's, And I think that's a really good thing. I think in past relationships I've kind of been with people that haven't really challenged me, whereas mm-hmm. he's very successful in work. He's achieved a lot in life and he's a lot more mature than me. And yeah. it kind of scares me, but. In a good way, like yeah. in a way that it makes me want to be a better person. I feel like um, owning a business and like doing all of this amazing stuff that you do, like that could be really intimidating to a guy. Absolutely. And th- my past relationship, that was a big reason why it ended. Um, there you go. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. So it's, it's good to have someone who like appreciates that. And, and also someone that has, uh, I mean, his work ethic is m- way more intense than mine. So mm-hmm. someone that's working as much or more, more than me because mm. they don't expect a lot from me. I can't give a lot. I don't have a lot yeah. of spare time. Mm. So it's a good dynamic. It's a really good dynamic. Um, yeah, and he's he's a gentleman. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Very happy for you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, congratulations. At least something good's come from this. Yes, it's a good end to the year, I think. <laughs> yes. Okay, so final question. What's one piece of advice you would give to someone in their early 20s wanting to start a business? Just do it and don't be afraid of what other people are thinking. Just mm. do what you want to do, do it how you want to do, and just do it. 
Yeah, don't be take the leap. Yeah, yeah, take the leap. Don't don't just don't worry about what other people are going to say or think. Love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being our first ever podcast guest, Cheyenne. It's been such a delight. Our vote is, um, except now that you've sold us you with someone, we're going to say Cheyenne for The Bachelorette 2021. <laughs> but um, no, we're happy with you if you're My nonna, my Italian family would be so appalled. <laughs> Cheyenne, why are you kissing so many men? <laughs> well, hopefully it works out with this new boo and yeah. you're only kissing him for, for all the time to yeah, come. No more frogs, please. Yes. No more frogs. <laughs> um, you can follow Cheyenne at Cheyenne Mirabelli and check out her beautiful clothes at buy the label and we'll obviously leave all of the links in our show notes so you can go find her finally let's talk adulting 101 our weekly resource or recommendation that we found helpful in navigating our 20s tessa would you like to go first yeah i'm happy to go first so I have a book recommendation this week. I chose this recommendation because it kind of aligns with the whole situationship thing that we were just discussing and I guess just love in general, but also because it's by Zoe Foster Blake, who is an absolute queen in yep, my love opinion. Her. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, she can do absolutely no wrong, like just obsessed with her. So the book is called Love and it's described as an enthusiastic and modern perspective on matters of the heart. So it's got four sections, one for self, one for dating, one for hurting and one for committing that will help you navigate whatever stage you're at within those. And it's kind of just like, I guess, a little love Bible. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it is worth noting that Zoe herself is heterosexual and as such wants to preface this book and therefore my recommendation by saying that she cannot pretend to understand the complexities and nuances of a non-heterosexual relationship. But she does endeavour to use gender-neutral language as this book is intended to be inclusive of all sexual preferences. Oh, I love that. That's really refreshing. Yeah, I thought it was really good. So what I liked most about this book is, as Zoe says, there's no right or wrong way to do love in relationships, but it brings just a fresh perspective and, in my case, a perspective from someone I admire a lot. Like, I think she has just relationship goals and... So, yeah, I just really admire her. So while I can't relate to all of these love stages currently, it has helped me reflect on times when I was on the dating scene or had just had my heart ripped out. Oh, sounds like I could have definitely used that as well. Yeah. So I just wanted to pull out one quote from the book that I feel like relates to the whole blooming thing. So it was time for you to grow. This breakup is the sunlight and water that will make it happen. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So watering your little blooming bud. Yeah. Yeah, so the other thing worth mentioning is that if you're hurting, then Zoe also has an app and book on breakups called Breakup Boss, which is apparently, I've heard, a Mm. must. While I haven't read it and hope to never need to, I do wish I'd known about it earlier when I was going through heartbreaks because while I can't directly recommend it as I've not read it, I've heard that it is like really good resource. I haven't read either of those, but I have heard really good things from friends that have read both. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So what do you have for me? So I also have a book this week. Oh, samesies. It's called Women Don't Are You Pretty by Florence Given. I haven't read this one, but also heard great things and it's on my list. Yeah. I actually read it, um, well, listened to it on Audible earlier this year during lockdown. And can I just say, I could listen to Florence Given talk all day. Um, Sometimes I've found narrators on Audible like really dull or monotone, but Florence um, is just so well-spoken and her accent is really like easy to listen to. Mm -hmm. It's like she just talks in a way that's super engaging. So I loved that she was actually the narrator for her own book. Yeah, that's so interesting. I'm definitely someone who goes for hard cover or paperback books like I'm not really one to listen because I feel like if the person yeah narrating I feel like it would completely taint whatever I'm listening to and also I'm not a good listener (laughs) I'm definitely a visual learner (laughs) so it's a memoir slash self-improvement format and a lot of the book focuses around the outdated patriarchy and society and how to liberate yourself from internalized misogyny I would like to read you a few quotes which exhibit the sassy feminist tone of the book. So stop breaking yourself down into bite-sized pieces, stay whole and let them choke. Love that. (laughs) How strong and powerful. Exactly. Um, 
Stop buying into people's potential. You're not a startup investor. Lol, the amount of time I wasted on some of my situationships in my early 20s because I thought that there was potential and that they would grow up and realize they had feelings for me. (laughs) I feel like I'm definitely guilty of that too. I do wish I had enough money to be a startup investor though. (laughs) And so the final one is stop settling for crumbs when you deserve the whole damn cake. When you settle for crumbs, it sends a message to that person that that's all you think you deserve. So I thought this was really accurate and important for anyone to hear who has endured too many situationships in their 20s, myself included. Um, Her advice from this particular chapter is to start turning away people who show up in your life with crumbs because crumbs can't feed you. So, yeah, I just thought that that was a really good quote that kind of resonated with me in particular. Yeah, give me the whole cake, please. (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for crumbs. (laughs) Florence unapologetically tells you to protect your energy and nourish your self-worth because you are the love of your own life. And And if someone isn't giving you energy, you should dump them. See you later. (laughs) This review on Audible sums it up for me. Florence relentlessly reminds women and femmes of their power, worth and intelligence. She has a way of reminding you who you were before the world barged in. So that was just a little taste. And if you like the sound of that, then I would definitely recommend you go check out the book. Thank you for joining us for episode two, guys. Um, another episode down. Are you proud of us? Definitely. Thank you for making it this far, everybody. Yes, we will be releasing episodes every Wednesday. So make sure you hit subscribe or follow and leave us a review because it really helps us to get out there and share us with your friends and family because any support we can get we'll take. <laughs> and come find us on Instagram at blooming.podcast and DM us your adulting wins and fails um, because we would love to share them. And, I mean, you may as well give us a follow while you're there. Makes sense, right? You're already <laughs> halfway there. But, anyway, that's it from us. Chat next week. Bye. Bye.